Thanks for joining us on the PropTech podcast today. Matt is a director of McConnell Bourne, one of the most successful property agencies in the Kuringai area. In this position, Matt is heavily involved in the strategic planning for the business and the growth of the agencies. With this onset of COVID, Matt has learned to adapt the new ways of working and quickly integrated new communication technologies into everyday workflow for his agents at McConnell Bourne. Well, Matt, welcome to PropTech Insider. We're going to have a great conversation today around how you're thinking about technology for now, for the future, what's kind of happened over the last 18 months. Um, so firstly, welcome and, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Angus. Good to be here. Well, to kick things off, let's just jump into kind of over the last 18 months, you've seen a lot of different things come into your business. And we've been really fortunate to do some good work together over the last 18 months, in particular around real-time agent. What I'd really like to get into is what are you kind of seeing around the market trends? You've got a pretty good pulse on what is the new tech or the new trends that are emerging or have emerged. And what do you also think that's going to stay inside of that as well? And what are you moving forward with? Sure, sure. I think, Angus, from the get-go, the, the efficiencies that tech has brought to our business has been remarkable. We think of everything from real-time agent, being able to do everything on glass and not have to be sort of face-to-face with the, the client right through to, you know, our Zoom auctions, right through to, you know, the, um, the building and pest report process these days being online. So it's really made our business much more efficient from that point of view. Um, from our team's perspective, much more versatile on where they can work from, how they can work. So they don't necessarily need to be in the office as much. And that's what we've learned over COVID, I guess, in the last 18 months and how some of our people adapted, some needed to be in the office around people, others could do it remotely. But Efficiency point of view, tech has certainly majorly helped our business. And in terms of, um, you know, with lockdown and things like that, I know you had a big emphasis on communication and ways of implementing that so that you could keep the team connected and involved with each other. Tell us a little bit more about what some of the pieces of technology or some of the tips and tricks that you did to keep that team connected and keep them moving. And Yeah, two things, I guess a couple of things. We implemented Microsoft 365 um, just pre-COVID, fortunately. So the team's process on, on MS365 was very good. So we continue to run things as per normal. So we had our, our sales meetings every week. We sort of every Friday afternoon, there was sort of a drinks and a game session just to keep the team connected. One-on-ones happened very much over the team's process. So that, again, that brought a lot of efficiencies instead of driving around to different offices and seeing different people. But from MS365, that, that really was um, a major help for our business over that period of time. And in terms of the scalability, you've got multiple offices, but I know that you've got a strong emphasis around centralizing some of the things that you can. Yep. And then how are you thinking about what what remains centralized and what remains face-to-face to make sure you still got that human connection and the relationship with obviously a buyer and a seller? So I guess if we look internal processes, we have two very definite areas. One is what we call campaign coordinator part of our business, which basically is a they manage everything from our property marketing, our compliance through to our um, agent marketing within our businesses. That's a centralized team that, that sits in one of our offices. Then we have an agent services team that basically is there to support from everything from, you know, a pre-proposal link in that we need to send out to a client, right through listing present, uh, presentation organization, sales agency agreements, right through to settlement sort of process. So there, there is a support mechanism for that team. Keeping client face-to-face, I guess, you know, through COVID there, what I did find very good was actually meeting with clients uh, online through either Zoom or, um, or Teams, what I found there was great was, number one, just the efficiency and 
more productive time with the client. So, you know, if you're going face to face, there's a lot of small talk to get into the conversation. For example, last night I went to a client's house, I was there for an hour over Teams or Zoom. I could have done that within 15, 20 minutes and I can roll those out over a period of time. So for me, that was really great because it got straight to the point, no mucking around, and we could just move on to the next client, to the next client, to the next client. And, and I know that particularly with a lot of technology teams, you know, you've got real-time agent, you've got proposals, you've got BYB. It's a lot of what you're talking about is about efficiencies inside of your business. How do you kind of find out about new technology? I know that you've got a network and you, you work with some of the guys down in Victoria, leading brands like Marshall White and et cetera. How, how do you go about a process to discover whether something is friend or foe or whether it's actually going to be right for your business? Yeah, we've been, um, you know, I, I guess I could say we've been guinea pigs to a few tech yeah. things over the years and that's been very frustrating but interesting at one point. So, yeah, I guess what we look at now is look at people that are already doing it and seeing how they're going with it. Have they ironed the bugs out of that? And, you know, should we implement that into our business now rather than being probably the forefront, learn about it, understand about it, but really investigate it from people that are using it really, really well. Because it can be really frustrating if you don't get it right first time around. 100%. And the thing that I think you guys have been really good at with us is giving the feedback through your leadership team and having them to be able to interact with us to give us the feedback to actually process and change and iterate to make things work better for your business and your process. I know that you, you've looked and you've gone and some found some really strong leaders in, in, from other industries and brought them into your business. Tell, give the listeners a little bit more thinking around how you've gone and structured your team to actually deliver and execute on new initiatives, whether it's technology or whether it's just a change in process or new implementation or initiative for your business? Yeah, I guess, you know, Angus, you're always, when hiring or looking for people within your business, I guess sometimes we look too much for people like ourselves. And so our latest, uh, I guess, acquisition or acquirement was Bobby Ivanoff, who we know each other from a school relationship with our kids, but I didn't know Bobby had this great, huge back, you know, IT industry experience. And he was running a cafe and owned a cafe in East Linfield for Nine years, got out of that, and I was watching him on social media, seeing him playing around on the beach with his dog and kids and stuff like that. And I reached out and thought, well, given you've been in that East Linfield market, you could actually be a great real estate agent because you're so well networked. We got talking that I learned so much about his background, and he was with Symantec and, and Norton and some big, worked out of the US for, long, for a period of time. So I got him to actually then sort of do a bit more study about our business and seeing what he felt he could, you know, see that we could improve and bring into the fray. And um, as such, he came on as our COO. And it's basically implemented pretty much all of our tech through that process and made it very, you know, streamlined, simple, efficient, and the training has been very, very good. And I guess one thing we're big about Bobby and I is, is you know, I'm in the consumer face and he's, he's more at the tech face, is how's it working for the agents and for the, for the consumers and how can we actually give feedback to make that whole process um, better for the consumer at the end of the day and for the agent. Yeah, and, and exactly to your point, I think that a lot of the times we uh, as an industry end up poaching from another office or from out of another, you know, another business like, like out of domain into your business, or whatever it might be, instead of looking outwards. Um, and, and Bobby's a good example of that is that he was running a team of a few hundred people. And when you have that outsider looking into your business and just asking the, the stupid question almost, or the simple question that you just haven't probably thought about because you intuitively just continue to move on. Um, we've had the same thing and it's really good to get different perspectives to challenge your thinking to build a, a really well-oiled machine just as you have. Yeah, look, he brings a really different dynamic to it where he understands how tech should be implemented, how it should work. He understands the challenges with it and how to actually fix it. And I think he knows the, maybe the pressure points of where to, to 
to push a little bit harder and dig a little bit deeper to get a better outcome where, you know, I'm a sales guy that end up running a real estate business, right? So I'm a, I'm a people person, I'm a, I'm a visionary where he's more the devil in the detail. And I think sometimes, Angus, from your point of view, RTA is that if you don't get that feedback, you can't make it better. Um, and you need that feedback. And I think a lot of people don't, they're just on doing their, they're running their businesses, they're managing their lives and they don't get, they don't really care. Sometimes maybe not care is a word, but you know, it's important to give you guys feedback so you can improve the process. And obviously today we've talked a lot about the efficiency, communication in your business and what the internal processes are, what to look at. You've obviously experienced this uh, interesting dynamic of over the last 18 months, as you said, moving to inspections online or online auctions. And it's created a level of scalability, as you mentioned before. What are some of the things that you think are not going to work and not going to continue on? Do you think online auctions are going to stay and be a thing into the future? Is it going to play a role into your business? Or do you think a lot of things will just transition to back on site as soon as possible? Yeah, look, I think people have short memories. And, you know, some of my agents are really enjoying the process of this one-on-one buyer appointment process. We embrace the online auction. We did it via Zoom and it actually worked really well for us. We had 100% success through that period. So it was quite astonishing. But let's be fair, the market was very kind to us as well. But I believe we all have short memories. The guys were yearning to get back to do the open inspections. They wanted to get back on site and do the auctions. So my gut feeling is there'll be a place for it, but I would say 90% of what we were doing online is probably going to transition back to the to the property on the property work. Yeah, definitely. I, I tend to agree with you. I think we've already seen a big shift in that already with online auctions coming back to in-person. I think it's better for the auctioneer. It's better for the agent. It's also better for the buyer because it's just a bit more of a transparent process at the end of the day. Yeah, well, funny enough, you know, watching the buyers on screen sitting there relaxed in their own home or in their car or whatever, it was actually quite an interesting dynamic. What was hard is that we couldn't actually talk to them face-to-face. So we had to jump on the phone and mute them and all this sort of stuff. But, but you know, it worked and everyone adapted really, really well to that process. Yeah. We really seen it at a macro level across the whole industry is that people were really relentless and pivoted very quickly oh, yeah. to be able to transact and keep doing business to keep moving people around, whether it's selling a home or buying a home for someone. Yeah. I remember on the 26th of June when they announced that lockdown and thinking, you know, that two-week lockdown period thing, this is not going to go, this is going to go for a period of time. It's like, you know, we knew what the first round was back in 2020 and everyone didn't, you know, we all froze, I think. But this time around, fortunately, New South Wales, we could do um, inspections one-on-one with people. So that that was a lifeline that, you know, if we didn't have that, I feel sorry for our Melbourne friends. Um, but if, if we didn't have that as a lifeline, it would have been very different. Yeah, 100%. Now, to close, we have two questions that we always ask everyone who comes onto the PropTech Insider. So the first one is, um, what's your definition of success for you personally? My definition of success is the feedback we get from our clients is very, very important to me. The happiness of our team, the the rhetoric that goes around the marketplace, just about the organization, the reputation of the organization for me is success. I think the um, everything else is a byproduct of that. For me, what gets me out of bed every morning is the people I work with. Um, I love our brand. I'm passionate about customer service. I'm passionate about trying to help my team be the best they can possibly be and put them in you know, their space where they work best. So one of the things I think COVID has brought out of this, um, Angus, and this might be a bit off kilter, is that it's identified what agents are really good at and what they're, I mean, we know what they're good at, but what they're really not good at and what they really don't, don't like doing. And we're trying to work in our business now is, and I believe the potential, and I've said this to so other people, is that you, we put real estate agents out there to do pretty much everything from prospect to list and sell and negotiate property transactions or the administration, everything that goes with it. But really, 
I think good real estate agents are visionaries, they're people people, and they need to be with people most of the time. The rest of the stuff they don't need to do. So we're trying to look at my agency at the moment where we've got this agent services team in place, we've got the marketing, centralised marketing team in place. So I really ideally want to put my guys in front at more dining room tables in front of clients, try and take the rest of that 80% of the stuff they shouldn't be doing, give it to someone else that actually enjoys doing that because they don't enjoy it. They don't enjoy it. So that's sort of where we're heading at the moment. Yeah, and I think that you're you're really fortunate, and obviously you've done this. It's not by accident. Is built a really great, reputable brand with. Even when you go into your offices, it's a really great experience. Even as a service provider coming into your office, people are happy. It's a fantastic environment to be in, um, and it's a smooth operation that you can see. And I think that without even seeing what you're doing in the background, people obviously experience that as an upfront, whether they're dealing with the receptionist or they're dealing with the um, the agent out on the road, whatever it might be. Yeah. Perception's a funny thing, isn't it? You know, like most businesses, I guess, we look pretty smooth on the water, <laughs> but underneath it's paddling at a thousand mile an hour. Yeah. One one other little thing to success is for me, it's not transactions amount. It's not almost market share. Like, it's nice to have. It's more about the quality of work we do and the, and the reputation we gain out of that. And our, our final question for today is, tell us one thing that you got to start, stop and continue. So what we're um, definitely starting to do is building, I guess, a lead generation process um, within our business, again, to try and give the leads to our key people that can actually do the best job in front of the clientele. So segment our business into, I guess, those listing agents, those buyer manager agents, and then those administration type people. So we're trying to look at that as a process uh, from a start perspective. What we're going to stop doing, you know, it's a really, really good question. You probably already stopped doing it. I probably already have. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, that's a good question. You know, it's funny. I wrote down the other day in my book, I was going, yeah, what do we start? What's going well? What's not going well? Yeah. I'll come back to that one. And continue doing is believing in our people, is supporting, believing, educating, training our people and making them better at what they do. That's what we're going to continue doing and, and have a major focus on in 2022. Yeah, so as far as going back to stop, I don't know. Stop and have a holiday. <laughs> well, that'd be bloody nice, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's been a long 18 months. Yeah. You're probably right, Angus. Probably stop, have a holiday, have a think, get some, um, some free time to really think about the business. Um, one thing that I will continue doing is I've actually did change my business coach over the last 12 months uh, and moved away from real estate coaching more into executive coaching, I guess. And yeah. the lady I'm working with has actually done a PhD and a study very much on what makes CEOs very successful. And out of her 6,400 pieces of data, it comes back down to them having what she calls this reflective time, time out of the business, time away from the business to actually reflect on the business and strategize. Um, and I think as a, as, a, as a leader of a business, one thing I know and a lot of my colleagues would do, we get caught up in the day-to-day and just running, 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 running. So I guess if you wanted to ask me personally about where I'm going to stop is actually try and um, redistribute, redelegate, and actually clear myself up to have some more reflective time to think about good strategies and ideas. and then. Pass them over to Bobby to implement. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Matt, that's all we've got time today, but a, a great conversation, particularly what I've got out of it is that you know, people is going to be everything always moving forward. And it's just about how do we make it a better experience for your agents and by extensions for the buyer and seller at the other end of that transaction as well, and make sure that we all have fun doing it. I really appreciate you coming on and giving us the time and insight. Thank you. Thanks, Angus. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more about our topic today, visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you've enjoyed this topic and you want to hear more about exciting content that we have in store, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use. See you next time.